Is this a metal thing? Yes. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've now transcended genre boundaries and are sometimes covering other movies outside of the horror genre. The boundary fences on the perimeter of our Jurassic Park have been fully breached, which means you get to hear our opinions on movies that are horror and movies that are hilarious, sad, or funny. The full range of male emotions. Uh, I mean, for the record, this one is a horror movie. I mean, monster movies count. I'm getting there, Bryce. Sorry, sorry. You have to interrupt. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Make me rhyme right now. Make sure to share. Also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk, the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store. If you want to add your P to the community pool, uh, go ahead and just... um, You know, go to HorrorMovieTalk.com or call 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail. As always, we have Fart Simpson crammed into the production booth. I'm me, and across from me sits Bryce Hansen. Me, that's me, that's my name, I'm Bryce Hansen. He is, I can confirm. Uh, We've got a great show for you today. We're going to be reviewing... No, you may have heard of it. This little ditty called Jurassic Park goes by JP. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, we'll be doing a new game called Let's Test Your Dino DNA. Um, where I will test Bryce's knowledge of dinosaurs, uh, and your knowledge. You can play along in your car, at home, or in bed. You got to say it with a southern accent, though. Dino DNA. Uh, hey, you know what? Actually, it's funny that I mention uh, the patrons, because they picked this movie uh, for us to review, um came down to the wire there was a tie between this and shutter island we had to pick one we picked jurassic park and by we i mean bryce so point all of your ire at him uh he's a hundred percent responsible and uh and i'm i'm sorry i can't i cannot you know i cannot tell a lie um it's just what it is also thanks to our new patrons beatrice amanda m Darren P. And I think that covers it. So y'all are the wind beneath my wings. I love you. Um, you get, you're lucky if you get to vote on a movie a month and you voted on Jurassic Park. Okay, so as I was saying, Jurassic Park is what we reviewed. And right now you can rent it basically anywhere you want on the internet. I, of course, own it on... Um, actually, I own it on YouTube. 
Uh, it used to be Google Play. Now they've mashed that on into YouTube. So you got to figure out where your digital content is. <laughs> it's almost like they want you to buy it again and again. Um, the synopsis for this movie goes, if I can't believe I have to do the synopsis for Jurassic Park, but here we go. As a theme park nears its public go-live date. <laughs> do you think they called it go-live back in 93? <laughs> Uh, a team of scientists comprised of Grant, played by Sam Neill, Ellie, played by Laura Dern, and Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, are assembled to assess concerns that the park might fly in the face of nature and God. <laughs> Hammond, played by Richard Attenborough, the park owner, uh, and uh, the park owner and dreamcatcher, um, believes in his creation with such veracity that he sends his own grandchildren on the guided tour along with the crew of scientists to tour the park, to test run the park. <laughs> Despite knowing full well that a tropical storm is approaching uh, the island, Hammond gives the go-ahead to start the tour with his grandkids on board and sends his first test subjects into the fold of Jurassic Park. Surprisingly... Very surprisingly, things do not go well, even though they've thought of and prepared for all possible contingencies, because life uh, finds a way. Everyone gets more dino DNA than they bargained for. It's because of chaos. Chaos. That dang theory. It's just yeah. a theory. Chaos theory. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything's just a theory, technically. Uh, my review for Jurassic Park goes a little something like, Jurassic Park is one of the most important movies ever made. Every part of it is unique and interesting. The movie is based on a book by Michael Crichton, who I believe stole the idea. And I will say this loud and proud. I believe Michael Crichton stole this idea from another book series called Dinosaur World. We will talk about that in the spoilers section of the podcast directed by Steven Spielberg and with six minutes of computer animated special effects by industrial light and magic Jurassic Park rocked the world upon its release people had never seen such convincing special effects the fact that the computer effects were married with nine minutes of animatronic effects of dinosaurs had everyone on their heels it was hard to tell what was real and what was computer generated it still is. It holds up remarkably well. Um, apart from the spectacle of the VFX, that stands for visual effects, uh, Jurassic Park presents a smorgasbord of amazing set pieces and tense scenarios that take you out of your chair and transport you to Isla Nublar off the coast of Co Costa Rica. Uh, it doesn't have one bad guy. It has tons with some huge, some with huge teeth, others can spit toxic goop in your face, and one has an obsession with the magic word. Uh, more than anything, it plays on man's return to the pr forest primeval, a place where we are no longer in control at the top of the food chain. Jurassic Park asks the question, is science inherently good? And answers it with, science is only a tool. It's up to those who wield it to use good judgment, and many times they don't. The John Williams score is as iconic as, well, other Steven Spielberg movies with world classic scores uh, like Jaws. Uh, 
Jurassic Park is like that song, Hey Yeah, by Outkast. When it comes on, everyone is having a great time no matter what. This is just the best. I'm going to do something I've never done before, Bryce. This is a... I, although you might have done this before. I don't know. This I'm going to say this is a HMT first. And I'm going to leave it to the audience to prove me wrong. I'm giving this an 11 out of 10. That's right. We're breaking boundaries today. <clears throat> That's not allowed. You can't do that. I did it. Mm. I did it on air. It's done. Wow. Um, I'm so distracted because I'm looking up Dinosaur World Series, and all I see is like a series of relatively porn-looking books from the from 2020. Oh, uh, yeah. No, these were 80... 84, I believe, was a lot. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. No, you're looking for Joffrey T. Williams is who you're looking for. Mm. Um, These were... We'll go into it in the spoilers. What do you think about uh, Jurassic Park? (laughs) Yeah, I see it's it's a total (laughs) ripoff. What do you think of Jurassic Park? That was Um, Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest movies of all time so it's great and i it was like formative when when i watched it it's it's one of those movie experiences where it's like i don't know how they did this and uh, i just watched actual dinosaurs interact with humans um like that i have no other explanation other than that's what just happened and it's a uh, seminal moment in uh movie magic uh but also you know it's it's steven spielberging steel spielberg doing what he does best which is just be a craftsman at storytelling and um just having amazing visuals like every scene is iconic in this movie like every shot counts like we're we're watching it last night and just like like literally almost every shot i can i can recall like you know the the water uh, vibrating in the footprint or the foot coming down and s- mushing into the mud and or just a look on the face that's getting a reaction of, of people looking at the dinosaur it's like just throughout the whole thing and it's it's super engaging for being 2 hours like there's a lot that happens um and I was a huge fan of the book. Um, I read the book after... I can't remember if I read it. I must have read it after the movie because I wasn't disappointed in the movie. Um, but the book's amazing. It's one of those few that I've read several times. And every time, like, this book is awesome. It's it's way better than the movie, too, in terms of, like, the story and, and, and stuff. Um but yeah, I mean it's really? uh, easy, easy ten out of ten. Um, Eleven. Uh, r- really, the book is is that spectacular, eh? Yeah, I mean it. It goes in. It's less like. It's more interesting, I'd say. Like it's, it's. Uh, I mean, this is definitely a family friendly general audiences um, movie, Spielberg movie, uh, which isn't saying anything bad, but it's. 
it's um you know kind of dumbed down a little bit simplified a lot and in the book it's much more um complex characters and um like more stuff happens to to the characters in terms of dying <laughs> that was one of my beefs with like the lost world because <laughs> the book lost world is is my ultimate example of a cash grab which is they just ignored the first book they're like as eh, a sequel to uh the movie apparently and they don't even like make any mention of it they don't like make any constant uh okay so you're saying you're saying the lost world the book uh-huh is a sequel to the movie basically yeah weird because uh, it's been a long time but i'm pretty sure in the book uh ian malcolm dies or there's several people in the book that die that don't die in the movie and in the book the lost world he's just alive again and he's like the main character in the story you're like wait but what <laughs> like how <laughs> how is that possible it might be john ham i know that john hammond died in the in the uh book uh that's a like really important scene it actually that scene in the book mirrors um dennis nedry's death in terms of hubris and not understanding the danger hmm. um so i know john hammond dies and i'm pretty sure he's in the sequels um in the books but i'm i can't remember but it, yeah that and lost world the book was just also just terrible um but jurassic park the book and this movie are iconic to me and yeah i think john williams is this is one of his crush best best scores and everything comes together yeah i mean and the special effects are so good that even today it's bonkers. even today it's, it's like <laughs> it's bonkers like the only part that's like uh i see it i see that's not a real dinosaur <laughs> is when they're out in the daylight wait and a minute even they didn't then, really clone dinosaurs <laughs> and even then which which it, moment like uh i mean anything in the daylight so like the mm. the scene where like the stampede scene or the mm -hmm. brachiosaur scene like the the opening like when they yeah. first see the dinosaurs those are a little like the light slightly off or it's not detailed enough um for the daylight yeah. to be convincing but even then i can't think of a movie that did it as good <laughs> until like the phantom menace which came out like I seven mean, years later or something oh and by the way no 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 no, no. <laughs> okay so interesting i watch jurassic park all the time all the time i've watched this movie more than i've seen any other movie ever like this is my top number one most watched movie and i just watched phantom menace the like last month it is uh -huh dog shit <laughs> dog shit compared to this it's like a dog took a shit on your floor and then stepped all over it um like it's not even and um and you know like 
like this is this is a st- I say this is one of the most important movies in all of history because without this movie like this sound stage movie that is all that exists now the MCU and like every action movie ever for yeah. the last 30 years just don't exist it's this changed the course of movie making single-handedly um now it's all green screens unfortunately it went too far <laughs> you know jurassic yeah. park used six minutes of cgi uh-huh. married with nine minutes of animatronics and and practical effects not the other way around like it was one third uh you know cgi two-thirds practical and the practical was bitching like it was yeah. pretty good um anyway now everything is cgi and it's it's just all kind of it's all underwhelming in that it's so overwhelming um yeah yeah i mean this is like an example of like when things are harder you get a better like when you're forced to work around the limitations yeah and you find what works best it usually ends up being better than the thing that you say like oh you can do anything you know look at look at the opening sequence to clone wars and you're like okay just because just you know, because they, you can they, yeah they doesn't mean they, you should <laughs> they're so concerned about whether they could they didn't stop to think of the should <laughs> full circle full circle and, and this movie like the limitations of the cgi of like literally the the t-rex scene i think took days to process like this the cg you know model of of the t-rex so like yeah you're limited by just resources you know at a certain point and then marrying that up with practical effects and like very very um uh smart camera movements and like shot compositions where it's like oh you yeah you only need to see an eye here you know right like you you and yeah it's just it's just amazing it's i mean of course steven spielberg knows how to do it like he worked with the i mean his first major movie with jaws like barely showed (laughs) the shark at all and he gets it like you don't need to show show it like the imagination is the strongest um element of movie making when it comes to Chompa Chompa, no one does it like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like, you know, he's the best at Chompa Chompa. So if you are listening to these commercials, uh, that must have been annoying. And you must feel like a real tool. Well, you are. But I got good news for you. You can stop being a tool right now. If you head on over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you can pay us the cost of one cup of coffee a month. You can support this free show that we put on for you, for your entertainment, to get you through the work work week with the hustle and bustle and your boss breathing down your neck. But you know what? You got Bryce and David in your ear and you got even more of us if you head on over there to patreon.com just support the show it's the right thing to do you know it that's why i'm guilting you about it because i have i am ethically and morally sure of my position i i know that i'm right on this you can also head on over to the hmt shop 
horrormovietalk.com slash shop, buy a shirt, buy a sticker, buy a, buy a coaster, buy, a, you know, buy yourself uh, some nice lingerie. Um, and check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble, the old DG, the old dick giver. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT Plus fans. Um, so contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Make all your dreams come true. Tell him we sent you over here at HMT Plus. It's very important. Call us at 682-253-4468. Uh, patrons, let us know how disappointed you are that we're covering Jurassic Park instead of Shutter Island. Um, and do you know we, you know, Shutter Island's on the radar. I mean, look, maybe it'll win next month. Who knows? Thanks again for listening, and let's get into... Spoilers. <laughs> Run, boy! Run! Run for your life! Boy! You better, because those dinos, dino DNA is coming right at you. About to Dinosaurs. 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 DNA. Yeah, so Michael Crichton ripped off the entire premise for Jurassic Park directly uh, <laughs> from a children's book series by Geoffrey or Jeffrey, I don't know. It's one of these weird spellings of Jeffrey where it's G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. Um, Geoffrey T. Williams, uh, who originally published the, the first book, Dinosaur World, in 1985. And I listened... Oh, and it's... Um, so the back, back in the day, we had these things called cassette tapes, and you would place them into a cassette player... And then they would play sounds that came out um, much the way you're listening to my voice now over the digital uh, internet airwaves. But instead, it was just on a little tape um, that was in your house. And, uh, and that was how you consumed audiobooks. But audiobooks were confined to the length of a tape, um, which was not terribly long. But anyway, um, Joffrey T. Williams wrote a bunch of these children's books, um, I think four. I own them all. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, that's the first one. Um, and the uh, illustrations get better um, in the next three. Just above the waves, occasionally dipping its giant... Yeah, that's, that is... Okay, so that's like... It, my brother fell asleep to that soundtrack of that, like, forever. Um and uh, and I was very familiar with it as well. Um, the idea is it's a theme park filled with dinosaurs. They don't get into the how. That's uh, more of a Michael Crichton. You know, he was like, how would this happen? But everything else, it's like, oh, don't get close to dinosaurs. And then the guests, they get off the ride and then bad stuff ensues. Oh, no. And you got to run. And, and, uh, and you're chased by dinosaurs. Bad scenarios happen, and all of those scenarios are present in, uh, you know, in Jurassic Park. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, premise-wise, I'm fully convinced, uh, just because it's right before, uh, you know, Michael Crichton published his book. Anyway, 
Um, you know, some would say that the idea, you know, Jeffrey T. Williams stole the idea whole cloth from zoos. Oh, yes. No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got you to gotta take inspiration where you can find it. But actually, it's interesting. Jeffrey T. Williams um, sued Michael Crichton hmm. uh, over this. I just learned. I had no idea about that until I... Like I was like, did Jeffrey T. Williams like was he upset? Yes, he was. And as it turns out, Michael Crichton has a lot more money and therefore a lot more lawyers. <laughs> so uh, you know, it the courts found that the guy with more money was innocent. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like uh, it's it's almost like justice wasn't done. Um, Anywho, uh, yeah, I, if you haven't checked those out, I, I play, they, they have them on Audible. They have the, uh, you can find the books for used um, online, usually on Amazon or like a eBay or something like that for a buck or two. And the books are fabulous. It's great for little kids. It introduces this concept. I was already like in my head about like, we go to the zoo to see dinosaurs. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you got four audiobooks. you don't, it's great for when you got to put your kids to bed, but you don't want to read, but you know, you have to read because you'd be a bad parent if you didn't. So, <laughs> so, you know, you, you get, you get out the book, you press play and then little dinosaurs come across your children's, you know, your children's thought. I have all the, I have a lot of um, little Sorry, buddy. The voice said <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's over. It's <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, the whole Jeff, Jeffrey T. Williams debate. Uh, hot is it not? But um, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Look at that little guy. He even closes his mouth. Okay. So anyway, Jurassic Park. Um, starts off incredibly strong with the loading pen. Uh, okay, so I, I'm sure this was you went to see this in theaters as a little kid, right, Bryce? Uh, yeah, I definitely saw it in theaters. Um, like I can I can remember seeing the trailer, which in my mind is the best trailer of all time, or or maybe it was probably the teaser, but it, and it's hard to find on the internet. Yeah, but, oh, it's the, it's the uh, it's the impact. Uh, yeah, it just shows the boom. the glass, you know, the water in the glass, you know, rippling and the sound and it show it just ends with like the foot in the mud. And that's it. And oh. I remember realizing this is like the start of like realizing oh, movies that show everything in the trailer are going to be bad. Yeah. Because they only have enough good stuff to put in 30 seconds. And the ones that just give you a hint or a taste of what the movie's going to be and get you excited are going to be good. Yeah. Because you you go on with, like, less expectations. Bryce, yeah. saw, Bryce saw that foot in the mud and he was like... Oil me up, daddy. <laughs> He's... Oil me up, daddy. It's dinner time, and I'm a little soup boy, Champa Champa. Yeah, that's oh, exactly. Baby. Yeah, he was. He, he got in there. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I remember 
the experience in the theater was amazing. Like the, the I feel like an old man just like talking about this, but like I I got to tell you like it was like nothing you've ever seen before and one of those movies where it just has everything. It has the humor, it has the heart, it has the the scare, the jump Suspense. scares, like that crawling in the in the vent space or above the above the ceiling and the velociraptor jumping through the bottom is like that is the jump scare that I go to in yeah. my mind of like what can be done where it's just like you're on the edge of your seat and you're like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and then they just barely survive it's 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 great lots of superlatives in this episode but i mean it's jurassic park i mean i mean the yeah no like okay so <laughs> I, c- me coming out of this movie theater as a little kid i would have if i had the vernacular i'd have been like this is dope af mom like um I, I okay, so I wasn't allowed. I, this was second grade for me, which my parents had never let me see anything over PG, um, and this was PG thirteen. But it was also dinosaurs, and I was like, I, I mean, you know, I was a dinosaur kid. You know, I was just like, there's this one, and he does this, and he looks like this, and then there's this one, and he does this, and he looks like this, and it was just like it was, you know. You know how little kids are about whatever they're freaked out about is like, this was it. So I was like, mom, 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 you got to let me go. 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 And uh, (laughs) and she gave in. And one of my friends was going to see it. So his parents said they would take me. And so I got brought and I had no like, you know, mom to hold on to. So it was just like, this was like my first and most intense movie going experience of like, this is real shit. And, uh, and so I just got plopped down and it was just like bare knuckles, just like, uh, like I remember, I remember every scene of this just being like, shit. It was like a roller coaster ride. It was just like, uh, I can't handle the G's. And, uh, and it just blew me away. Every scene, it was so, it was just overwhelming. It was just a tremendous experience. It kind of it kind of set the bar a little too high because it felt like a peak. You know, it was like nothing's ever going to r- reach this. The first time I saw Terminator 2 was pretty close, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't in a theater. And so it didn't have this experience mm-hmm. anyway. Um yeah, I mean this this the the brilliant build up with the loading pen. The, the the very first thing I have written down about this is this movie is a movie about suspending your disbelief <laughs> constantly at every turn. You you if you if you're going with a real critical eye, everything is wrong. Everything from the processes of the park employees to the to the layouts of of the sets of the sets and set pieces like it's confusing it does it doesn't match up the continuity is wrong like the you know like the concept of of you know cloning dinosaurs you know maybe actually that might be the least 
suspension of disbelief part of this movie. Everything else is just like, I mean, why? Why? I mean, that's wouldn't... the that's the mark of great sci-fi, though. It's like taking a general concept and being like, let's just push this a little further into what we know you can't do, but theoretically, what if you could do this? Like the splicing of the frog DNA with the dinosaur DNA. It's like, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. That'll work. Um, yeah, it'd be, the, the reason <laughs> it'd be I... great if they explained all that and then and then revealed the dinosaurs and they just like were giant mutant frog dinosaurs. <laughs> like yeah. T Rex opened his mouth and just like shot out a, a sticky tongue to the goat. T Rex <laughs> opens his mouth and he's like, "It's Wednesday, my dudes." <laughs> Kids, don't lick the dinosaurs um <laughs> how would i ever get close enough to a dinosaur to lick it um well you're gonna find out <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think like yeah i mean sure you can you can break it down like my thing upon rewatching i'm like oh uh, everyone seems to have like intense scientific knowledge outside of their expertise whenever it's convenient you know mm-hmm. where it's what do you mean like I mean, the hairs on your skin, the slight imperfections, uh, very minute, very minuscule. I mean, that that the chaos theory stuff is just a, a little weird. And it goes uh, like they, they delve into it better in the in the book. But it's like still unclear the, as to what he does. But like, um, you know, Grant and Sattler, like they like grant at different points has expertise about like the digestive system of dinosaurs or like all these like very very specific yeah theories it's like uh, i don't think you actually know anything about that from just looking at bones i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong but like there's a lot of like wedging in information for storytelling. And and I'll tell you, that's like what this movie does really well. And the thing that I respect most about Steven Spielberg um, and directors of this caliber, which are very few, which is they're so good at laying the groundwork of the story that you, it's very easy to see past it. Not, not just like, the tiny elements or information that you'll need to know later, but also the thematic material um, mm-hmm. being represented throughout. So like there's, there's plenty of YouTube videos that like break down all these little, you know, Easter eggs and like um, moments, but stuff like um, the, the very first scene with, with Grant when he's talking to with the little kid and it's like, that doesn't look like it's, very scary it's more like a six foot turkey you little shit uh <laughs> i hate that kid yeah. i hate him i to this day i hate his f- little face i'd love to do a re-edit of just like grant going up to him like shaking him like listen to you little shit <laughs> you're not even supposed to be here you're just fucking you're not even supposed to make it make it past the casting couch buddy um Bryce. but like in that scene when he is explaining the the menace of the velociraptors he says like you know they can see you even when you don't move they're they're 
vision yeah. isn't based on like acuity or or acuity, movement acuity or something yeah. like a t-rex and it's just like little lines like that were just dropped where in the moment it sounds like oh he knows a lot about dinosaurs like no that line is specifically to set up later in the film the t-rex the, and the velociraptors the, the t-rex of of not being able to see them if they don't move um which is uh, a thing that like obviously a paleontologist would not know you don't <laughs> about know that. that bryce you can <laughs> no what i'm talking about is this first is this first scene where well, they're wait, loading let me, let me let me finish there's okay. a couple other examples All so right. there's that one and then like thematically um when they're in the helicopter flying in and they're all buckling up and then grant has the two female ends of the of the seat belt yeah why are they got to be female and and then he you know ties it in a knot which is like a direct like nod to the story element of all the dinosaurs are supposed to be female but life finds a way whoa man you're blowing my mind here there's so many little moments like that and like little information drops that that happen in the first act that you are super useful later it's just yeah it's great okay go ahead what i'm talking about is just constantly i'm finding like i'm like just just finding fault with like you know i mean the i'm they're lo- they got 30 guys to load a velociraptor into a pen and they're pushing this cart up against the pen and they don't have they don't have like two a fucking mechanism. two fucking bolts to just put through some <laughs> eye slots and just like ensure that it doesn't move like uh-huh. we're just going to open it and um yeah and it's in and, and there's moments like that throughout the movie i have two dinosaurs here and this one actually has a butthole see that uh-huh. so we is that can a pencil sharpener we can make it happen you know? <laughs> make a dino dna <laughs> um <laughs> life uh finds a way yeah um yeah the iconic line shoot her happens two minutes into this movie i don't something like that mm-hmm. um yeah, and then and then we just get introed into everybody. You get to take a look at the lawyer, and you kind of get introed into the the mosquito in the in the amber, which is like such a cool concept. Like, like conceptually, I I understood it as a second grader. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, the mosquitoes, the take, mosquitoes still there, have blood, suck blood, and then die. And then we find and take blood and it make more blood big system. And uh, and it was, you know, it just, it all, ding, 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 fall, falls into place uh, very well. Um, I mean, you have, you know, oh, by the way, that, uh, that uh, volunteer boy who's, we hate so much for saying, it looks like a big turkey. He was, um, he, he was featured prominently in Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 5, I think, the dream child kid. Um, I, I, a couple years ago, I went through all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. And listen, I mean, they kind of drop off a little bit. Um, so not the most notable of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. 
Um, but uh, yeah, he was. Um, when I went through it, I was like, oh, I hate that child. <laughs> I do hate him. I really hate that man. Um, <laughs> he's such a fucking dick. Oh, um, anyway, and then we got the John Williams uh, soundtrack. Bryce, say a bit about John Williams because I know you know things that I don't. But uh, this, the swell of when you first get your eyes on the Brachiosaurs and they do move in herds and like. And then yeah, that melodica mean, comes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, John Williams is the Steven Spielberg of movie um, soundtracks, which is like, he's so obviously the best <laughs> that it's you, you're lame if you say that you like him or that he's the best. Mm-hmm. But to me, there's like zero competition. Yeah, and it's it's cool to be like, oh yeah, but like Hans Zimmer and and uh, you know some of these some of these other people. But in terms of iconic themes that you associate with cinema, cinema, and not just like the iconic themes, but also basically half the reason why the movie is as iconic as it is like if you took john williams out of star wars it would just i'm convinced it would not be half as successful as it was it's same with it's so important same with jaws same same with you know like any number of like indiana jones like he's integral to the feel and brand but also the storytelling of the movie. And it's, it's interesting. We watched me and Aaron watched a, a documentary on film composers and (laughs) they're going over like all these heavy hitter film composers. And we're like, um, really? Are they going to get to John Williams? And once they did, it was just like everyone that they were like lauding throughout the whole movie. Like, you know Hans Zimmer and you know um I'm blanking on all the names right now but like um everyone da- else Danny Elfman and and all these people all of a sudden all those guys are like on there and they're like yeah I mean John Williams is the best <laughs> like there's no there's no competition you know and and uh I I think like Steven Spielberg when he worked with John Williams on Schindler's List there's the the famous uh interchange where Spielberg showed Williams the the initial cut of uh Schindler's List and and John Williams was like in tears and he says like I can't I'm not good enough to to score this like I I like you need someone better and uh spielberg just said you're right but they're all dead so (laughs) he's i mean just in terms of a film um 
as an art form. I, I think that's the other part that that uh, that isn't appreciated is that he's so good in the art form of of film and knowing where the music lands inside that you know medium medium yeah that he's the best at that so i mean that's what's frustrating because sometimes you can take some compositions some film compositions that are like oh that's cool and you can play them alone like i think hans zimmer is is better at like i mean he can go you know in concert and, and play his stuff and it's like oh yeah this is exciting stuff but it doesn't necessarily help the film as much like it's not it 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 feels like it's its own entity and it doesn't anyway i I don't know well i mean yeah when you try and compete with this to jurassic park They should have sent a poet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, from the, the, the score is just, just amazing. Um, and yeah. it, and it's wonderful. Um, the, the shots of, there's so many shots of them approaching the park, getting up to the park, you know, going through the park, but they always include these backdrops or sometimes these these um you know these lead-in shots of these massive electric fences and you're just like what are we preparing for and that really gives the scale to the whole thing for me and it's so simple you know it's like in terms of a movie set it's a pretty easy thing to accomplish to get some huge wires and string them, you know, horizontally across the thing. But it, it, it like, it's just a brilliant move. And, and I mean, practical too. Like you can't, you really can't, I guess it's an Island, but, but you need to be able to, you know, to have, to delineate, you know, it's like a zoo, you know, you gotta, uh-huh. you, you need the pens. Um, and, and the, and these signs are so brilliant. It's so simple. It's such an easy set piece, but it says, you know, like, 40,000 volts and you're like shit you know i don't i don't know anything about electricity but damn it it's got the lightning bolt going through the hand i should probably not touch that yeah yeah it's meant to to go through my hand and then you see these things and they're so tiny and you're like what are we what's there to be afraid of but then you know you find out Um, that's one of those suspension of disbelief things where when they have to climb over the fence and you're like kids could just definitely climb through the fence well, like the holes are yeah giant. oh yeah T- that's one thing i every time i see that i'm like oh tim could just fit directly through one of those little squares right but uh yeah no he he don't um and but you know he, he does get shocked but life uh finds a way um and you know what though here's a here's a this is a good little tiny 
sidebar rant, like everybody, anytime anybody gets shocked, everyone says, oh, I got electrocuted. I got electric. You didn't get electrocuted. That word exists for a specific reason. And it's to describe death by electricity. Like cution means to kill. So electrocuted is to be killed by electricity. If you get shocked, you got shocked. Well, I mean, technically Tim got electrocuted because he died. Did he, though? Brought him back to life. Did he? If he's alive, did he die? If he stopped breathing, his heart stopped. Isn't that death? I guess it depends on if you're going by man's definition or God's. (laughs) So in that case, you can't ever use electrocution because no one's ever really dead. You can't know the mind of God. Um, Yeah, we find out that all these dinosaurs are... um, are females, uh, as you mentioned before, um, and Bryce again is like, "Boil me up, Daddy! It's dinner time, <laughs> and I'm a little soup boy, Champa Champa." Yeah, this is a hot. This is a hot singles bar for you know any little any little boy dinosaur. Um, <laughs> the feeding the Velociraptor to a cow is such a it's like not necessarily necessary, but it blows a little kid away. Like, it's like, what? It's feeding time. And uh, John Hammond acts so goofy in this spot. He's like, mm-hmm. it's feeding time. <laughs> right. And then they drop the cow in, and it's like, we could deep this thing will deep fry a buffalo in 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and it do. You know? <laughs> Um, man, that, that part just, it's such a cool moment because not only does the cow completely gone and and they remove the harness, which is completely torn apart, but also bloodless. Uh There's that's, that's an impressive thing about this movie is you go in and you go and you go, dang, there's so much violence in this movie, like so much violence, but there's like little drops of blood, you know, that's it. That's all you see in terms of blood. No, it's crazy. Like uh, when you watch it again, you're like, it's 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 almost comical how PG thirteen mm-hmm. like it is because they it's make so many compromises. Because like when um, what's his name the the Australian or South African? Oh yeah, um, tracker guy. Yeah, uh, blah, blah, what's his blah, name? Blah. Uh, Oh, this is going to drive me out. Uh, yeah, Harding. Muldoon. No, Muldoon. When yeah. Muldoon yeah. is uh, attacked by the Velociraptor, like a just a giant fern comes into view, like <laughs> just right over. It's like like the Velociraptor is eating off his face, but all of a sudden, like a giant fern is like, hey, you know what's going on back here? Yeah, or and I mean, but they, but they make it, they make it, they fool you. Like, yeah. w- like with the Gallimimus thing where they run in in herds and then the T-Rex jumps out and, and grabs it. And uh, and little Tim is sitting there w- from behind the log watching it. And he says, there's so much blood. I, I mean, all I came away with was, God damn, look at all that blood. You know, like, because it <laughs> happened in my head. It was like, right. oh, my God, this is so gory and horrible. But it didn't – you never – you never needed to see it, and you don't even realize how little actual violence is shown on screen. It's all just yeah. implied, and it's maybe the most skillful uh, 
uh, effort in hiding vi- in implied violence. Yeah. Uh, it's the implication. And it's because they got you on an island, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the implication. Yeah, you can you can hide a lot of stuff on an island. If anything is of the last like five or so years has taught us, yeah. like you can hide violence on an island. What? Um, Wait, what? <laughs> what are you referring to? Are you are you talking about me living on an island? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you getting away with up there, David? I don't know, but I don't know. I don't like what you're implying. <laughs> Um, the world building, like, this place, I'm, I, I mean, okay, this place, it basically, I mean, it, it, it doesn't exist, but in, in my, again, in my head, it does, like, uh, the Jurassic Park, I can walk through it, I, I really wish there were a game, maybe there is a game, maybe, maybe somebody knows, if there was a game, do you remember? Do you ever? Did you ever play Virtual Springfield? Uh-uh. You just got to walk around the town of Springfield in The Simpsons, and you got to see all the things, and that was it. That was the game. It was this old Windows ninety five mm-hmm. game. I just want that for Jurassic Park. You just get to walk around and look at all the stuff. It doesn't. There's not a lot of like effort or anything like that. It's just the place because. I love the the world they've created. I think one of the things that like stands out to me in in terms of like the um the things that doesn't do, doesn't make sense or like the suspension of disbelief in terms of of the entire movie is the business model of it just doesn't make sense because there could be a coupon day. Cuz they say like <laughs> no, we want everyone to be able to experience Jurassic Park. But the way that you experience it is in a full-on car that has, you know, five seats max. Yeah. Um, like two at a time. S- slowly rolling down like a road. And I'm just thinking of Disneyland. I'm like, so these people are in a line for all day. Oh, you're at the wrong – Bryce, I mean, you're right, but you're also at the wrong point of the bottleneck, which is they're on an island that right. has no transportation system set right. up. Like, you have to get here right. by so helicopter. You'd have, to, you'd have to fly in via helicopter, like, four at a time, <laughs> and John Hammond is like, no, I want everyone in the world to experience this. This will be great. <laughs> yeah. So – yeah, you go to Disney World and it's just a land of parking lots. It's like So in terms of like crowd management, I didn't see a lot of that happening in in the movie. Um it was literally a park built for for five people it seemed. The world uh you know, so you have the you have the uh the trilogy of park, the park trilogy mm-hmm. and then you have the world trilogy. The world trilogy really Shows yeah. a little bit more about the more practical side of um, yeah that that sells it as an actual park and that like that is actually the, kind of a cool one of the coolest elements of that is like oh yeah it does show but even then it's still like you got some little kids rolling around in a ball in the in the field it's like well how many of those can you do <laughs> like 
Is there going to be like a hundred balls rolling around, knocking into Gallimimus's? Bumping into dinosaurs. There's just a dinosaur just like, ugh. ugh. You see the dinosaurs like, (laughs) (laughs) Stop. All the dinosaurs are just fucking like, get these fucking balls away from me. Like, pray for (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah, I mean, oh man. Yeah, in those balls, I mean... You you could find so much stuff to fuck up. You know, you just find like a like a squirrel to just run over, and you get to watch it go under. You know, you get to see it get squished and be like, just a blood yeah. smear, like yeah, a ball repeatedly comes, going out over in front of your eyes. A ball comes back and it just looks like this. It's just red. <laughs> it's just like oh shit. Oh hey ho, I call it uh, squirrel. A squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually a mink. Um, <laughs> it's a mink. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, but it kind of skirts around all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, it's not open yet. You know, we don't get to see it in full effect. You don't know. You know, yeah. it's like, eh, I don't know. Um, I will say I would, I, I mean, seeing real dinosaurs and dry, so the, everybody's in the cars and they're getting ported around, and it's exactly how you would think it would be, which is there's no dinosaurs you right. get to see. It's just like all, every zoo experience it, that I've ever had. It's every zoo experience. It's like, <laughs> oh, the bear's eating now. Oh, you know what? The pig's inside. It, you know what? The, the Actually, the porcupine has a shop set up right out of sight that you just, do you you can just want, see his butt. Do you want to see the most majestic, like, you know, top-tier predators in the world just... The giant cats and giant bears that exist through on the globe put before your very eyes. Look, there's a leopard's ear asleep poking up from there. You get to see a leopard's ear poking up from behind a rock, like a hundred feet away. This cheetah will never. This cheetah will never move from this spot. (laughs) You will come. You will. You'll visit this zoo. Once it'll be in one spot, you'll come back four years later. It will not have moved, <laughs> and you'll be convinced that it is a stuffed cheetah, dude. Um, I mean, zoos. I love zoos. That's got to be like the Don't... easiest racket. Like, if you want to create a like a super profitable zoo, just like use Disney animatronics for like a cat's tail, you know. Just have like the 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 lions and tigers, um, and cheetahs just laying down, and just have like an animatronic that has like them twitch their ear or tail every once in a while. Oh yeah, and it'd be like, oh, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, but then, I mean, you 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 do know that there are dinosaurs around, and then you get out of the vehicle. Would you ever? Right. In a million years, get out of the vehicle? Ever. Um, like, in that circumstance, maybe. Like, because, like, listen. Hmm. It's before it opens. Like, you're you're there for, um, you know, to do do gel it, do diligence and uh you're an expert 
you know, in, in all things dinosaurs, apparently. And you're like, well, fuck this tour. I'm going to go out the door and go look at this Triceratops. Like, I could, that's not crazy to me. Um, also serves the story, but, uh, personally, if it was me in a theme park, no, I wouldn't get out of the vehicle. Like, I think if, if a, if a ride broke down, yeah, there'd be a certain amount of time where I'd go like, uh, okay, fuck this. I see the walkway there. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I believe I would be the guy that would do that eventually. There's a real element of this where I'm just like. That there's no way there's no way they would ever they would ever do this. You know, like, I I mean, I would never like Uh for sure. I mean, okay, so things really but to be fair, things really hit the fan when they get to the T-Rex compact there again, this the willing suspension of disbelief you need because they go they do the loop there. Maybe it's a loop. Maybe that's why it is. But they go through the T-Rex pen and then. OK, so I love this part. The the goat comes up in a little cage to like goad the uh, the T-Rex into like coming out. And and so, OK, so, OK, you got to do some mental gymnastics to believe that's a thing, because what might the facility that provides these goats to this little what, 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 where is that? What does it look like? Is there a herd of goats under the cement mm-hmm. and a dude down there who's just like, it's your time to go, Bessie, and then hooks him up to this thing and puts it up. And then, like, the T-Rex just comes up and, you know, like, uh, it, it, so that's, I'm like, what's the facility look like that provides these goats? Because that's mm-hmm. a thing. And then, and then, so they loop back around, come back to the T-Rex pen, and it's nighttime and the storm's coming through. And the ride has stopped. And I, I think the other thing that, that doesn't make sense to me is that they're on a track. And they've passed the T-Rex paddock. And they're going the same direction that they were the first time. Right. So they have already passed mm-hmm. the visitor center? Right. And then, but then when the T-Rex, you know, okay, so, you know, the T-Rex breaks through the, you know... Comes, Uh presumably eats the goat. I mean, you see him eat the goat, which is, by the way, like the fucking most bonkers scene because you get to view it as the people in the Jeeps and Mm -hmm. you get to look up at this, at this giant Tyrannosaurus, just like, you know, like one Mm -hmm. gulp eating this whole goat. And it's like, shit, Uh, it's so big. And, uh, and, but then he breaks through the fence Right. He, where he's walking to eat the goat. And then he later he pushes the car through that same section of fence. And there's a a hundred foot cliff right. there. Yeah. And that has always bothered me where I'm like, but how where did I, wait, wait, what's the what's the millhouse line? Oh, yeah. Remember that time you tried to convince <laughs> me that I didn't have a goldfish? Well, where why did I have the bull, Bart? Why, why did, I, did have I have the bowl? <laughs> and I'm just like, why did he have? Why did he walk through the fence, Stephen? Why did he walk through the fence? Um, and then my response is, Mr. Burns, they're there. Shut up, little girl. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then begins, you know, the craziness. You know that you got uh, Grant basically in his weirdest wet dream slash worst nightmare where like 
being with the dinosaurs isn't the terrible part. The terrible part is being with the kids. Um, yeah. And uh, and for the kids, you know, um, it's just the most hairy experience in the entire world. Um, yeah. And, and, and then it's just like scene after scene of amazing spectacles. Um, you know, you got the, the bracket sleeping in a tree, um, you know, and then the brachiosaur sneezing on, uh, on what's her face. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, what's her name? Lex. And, uh, she comes back in the second movie. Um, yeah. And she's in Tremors. She's the little, she's the little girl in Tremors. Yeah. Anywho. Um, Joseph, the, the kid that plays Tim, he has a longer career. He's still working as an actor. Really? Yeah, he was uh, jo- he played John Deacon in the Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow, who's John Deacon? Is he a Queen a guy? Member of the the band, mm. like the bassist, I think. Mm. Um. Anywho, uh, you got some. I mean, there. Low key, Samuel L. Jackson is kind of like the backbone of the quips of this whole thing. I mean, you mm. have. I mean, you have uh, Jeff Goldblum, who's who is the one-liner dude for Jurassic Park, but Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson is coming right in behind him, uh, and he's so fed up with Nedry and uh, and his his code, and you just you just got so many. I gotta I gotta point out the the one other inconsistency, and I don't know whether it's like there's a way you can interpret it to to like work around it at all but hammond the entire time is saying multiple times we spared no expense spared no expense except for dennis nedry he's like my contract sucks can you stop talking about fucking money yeah like it's your own fault you can't live off of what i give you and like you know to nedry's credit they did automate an entire theme park to run from a room with two people in it on a Linux system. I mean, <laughs> Unix. It's a Unix-based system. Oh yeah, sorry. I Unix. know this. My, yeah, but I always say Linux. Linux is Unix. based in Unix, so it's it's okay. I I'm not terribly wrong. Um, yeah, no. Uh, and then you know, and then at the end you get a T-Rex attacking and fighting with Velociraptors. Hmm. You, where do yeah. you get that? Anywhere else? It's so, it's so it thick. some sort of an idea how thick it is. It's real thick. Pretty thick. That's the T-Rex chomping down on the Velociraptor. I mean, so you got, uh, oh, so the kitchen scene with the kids hiding in the, hiding in the cabinets and the mirror effect. I'm still, that still trips me out to this day to watch it. Yeah, and be and then and then make it make sense in my head as I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have Lex uh, hiding in a hiding in a cabinet that's then being reflected by a stainless steel cabinet mm-hmm. that then the Velociraptor jumps into to take a bite out of, and then she scampers away. Like the way it plays with. The height of the countertops in the kitchen and the kids just crawling around on the mm-hmm. low point. Like, who would have thought of doing that? Like, you can have a whole, you know, 
five to ten minute long, extremely memorable chase scene in yeah. a room. And it works because you just took them and, and, and made them crawl. Yeah. That's why it works. And and because the floor is slippery, you know, like the, like it's it's just a cool concept because it's like how you, you've seen a cat try and take off mm -hmm. from a dead still in your kitchen. You, you can't do it. It's it's conceptually it's a cool thing. I don't know. What else do you got to say about Jurassic Park? It's good. And I like it. It is good. And you know what? I like it, too. Uh, is there can you think of anybody who won't like Jurassic Park? I don't know. Some hipster douche that it's going to be like, it's not that good. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, if you're that guy, don't be that guy anymore. Just stop it. Yeah, um, I'd say Jurassic Park is. Man, I got to I got to think it's the most important movie ever made, Bryce. I'm going to say it out loud. And then you know what? The next really important movie that we watch, I'm going to say it about that, too. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to remember one thing. So who cares? It's going to be OK. All right, everybody. So there it is. Patrons, thank you so much for voting on Jurassic Park. Now, let's move on to our little game called Test Your Dino DNA. That's right. So, Bryce, how much would you say you were a dinosaur kid? Uh, not at all, really. What like my thing? son is like huge into dinosaurs. Um, and so I probably, I've probably, you know, got some stuff from through osmosis, but I'm not, I didn't have a huge dinosaur phase. I just thought they looked cool and we'd get like picture books, but I didn't like, what was your thing? Did you have a, an obsession? Um, at that age, I don't think so. I, I don't remember it if I did. Well, no, I probably, uh, I mean, I was super into like GI Joe and transformers, you know, so it, was, Joe. so it was mostly that. Yeah. I, I think like GI Joe is probably the thing where it's like, I know these characters and yeah, like uh, had my own little world in my head about, you know, doing battles and stuff but yeah. as far as like learning scientific knowledge or having like a database of information in my head i didn't really have anything with that well i think you'll do good at this game i am okay. i'm rooting for you okay first question um these are just questions about you know mostly the timeline of earth and uh, the biology within it uh so here we go first question saltosaurus was a relatively small argentinian sauropod uh, in which period oh. does it belong, Bryce? Um, um, Jurassic. Play along at home, by the way. Uh, let us know how you did by calling us at 682-253-4468. Big cliffhanger there. Did Bryce get it right with Jurassic? No, I'm sorry, Bryce. This was actually the Cretaceous period. Ah, uh, fuck. There were no dinosaurs in the Permian. Uh, the Triassic didn't host any sauropods, and Saltosaurus is a weird sauropod due to the fact that it existed one age too late to see his big brothers. Um, 
you know, uh, it's it's not a big deal. Mm. Uh, second question, you'll you're going to bring it back. Uh, in what third of the Mesozoic uh, era uh, did Herrerasaurus thrive? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I, know. I came up with it. Which third of? In what third of the Mesozoic did the Herrerasaurus thrive? Hmm. Mesozoic. Don't Google it. The later, the the late third, the last, the last third. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to dock you on that because you just need to be a lot more specific. The correct answer is actually the Triassic period. Uh, the Herrerasaurus was one of the first dinosaurs. Uh, it used to dwell in the Triassic plains and mountains. And it later bred uh, what would evolve into the great carnivores, like our. Well, wait, is the Trias- Triassic? Isn't that the there, later part of the Mesozoic? There's, n- there's no way to know. Um, <laughs> the unu okay okay zero for two not a big deal you can do this I believe in you the unusual this is number three. The unusual lizard Psittacosaurus rose and fell in what age? Again, the unusual lizard Psittacosaurus rose and fell in what age? Um. This is spelled P-S-I-T-T-A-C-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. Oh, the Psittacosaurus. Okay, well, that's uh, early Cretaceous. <laughs> you found my test. <laughs> you bitch. I did not. Yes, you did. Uh, the Psittacosaurus is the parrot lizard and was the ancestor of the Protoceratops and the Ceratopsians, e.g. the Triceratops, which basically ruled the late Cretaceous herbivore world. Way to go. Good job at not finding my test and answering that based on your own knowledge of the uh, the Cretaceous period. Um, I'm very proud of you. Number four, you're coming back. I know you're going to do it. What period was it when the plated lizard Kentrosaurus softly stomped the earth? Um, <laughs> Kentrosaurus? Yeah. Where are your eyes? Like, what are you doing? What are you looking what? at? Um, you know, the close relative of the Barbiesaurus, um, was, that's the saurus you're talking about? Uh, Kentrosaurus? Kentrosaurus, yeah, soft stomped. And you want to know where, when it lived? (laughs) What what period? Was that the question? Yeah. Um, well, it's apropos because it's the late Jurassic period, I believe. Wow, Bryce, you're really bringing this back. I got to say, I Warm am... me up, Daddy. It's dinner time, and I'm a little soup boy, chompa-chompa. Yeah, Bryce is just chompa-chompa in at the bit. He's got it. He's coming back. He's two for uh, four, so he's coming on back. Wow, man. You, I, you know what? At the start of this whole thing, I thought, this guy doesn't have any idea about any of the areas or periods of dinosaur times. 
but now I know he's actually dinosaur time. Very smart man. Um, okay. Fifth and final question. This, this takes it. Um, in what period did the climax of the colophysis happen? Colophysis. The colophysis. Could you spell that for me? Yeah. C-O-E-L-O-P-H-Y-S-I-S. Oh, C-O-E-L. Okay. Right. Um, hmm. Yeah. The period? Yeah. When, when, when did the climax of the colophysis? The climax? Right. Um... You sly something of a bitch. Well, there's the Jurassic. Oh, my gosh. And Cretaceous and Triassic. Which is it, So buddy? many periods. Clock is ticking. Um, I'm going to say the Triassic period. This is truly unbelievable. <laughs> Bryce, you got that right. I... <laughs> <laughs> I have to say <laughs> I, I am amazed I am amazed This is just He did it Here he is He came through Bryce's Bryce's dino DNA is as pure as it gets, baby. This is an amazing accomplishment for HMT Plus and for Bryce, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I uh, I thought I found a test that you. I couldn't... thought it was going to be hard, but apparently I am very smart. I thought I I thought I could Google a <laughs> test that you couldn't also Google. Uh, I didn't Google the test. No, what are you I, talking I, about? No, I no, I just. I'm sorry. I'm being salty, like the Saltosaurus, but I should be uh, happy, like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know, with you know what they say with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> I like to see the arms. They do like to see the <laughs> arms. And you know what else they say is, "Have a great week." Thank you for listening to Horror Movie Talk Plus. Um, we really appreciate you and everything you do for us. We appreciate you more if you're a patron, though, or if you buy one of our shirts, sport it around, tell people about the show, share it with a friend, share it with your mom, share it with your baby cousin. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, go ahead and give us a listen on, on Patreon at the Afterpods, which we're going to record right now. So um, be good to your friends, your family. Uh, love them and your neighbor as you would yourself and uh, have a good week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. He had no face! Horror!
that didn't sound good. What's up?